101, episode 101. Welcome to the Wolfpack Podcast. My name is Tyler Wolf, and I'm your host. And if you're listening to this on the day that it's released, Merry Christmas Eve. I have the week, last week of the year, so the week after Christmas, off of work. And there's something clean, man, about the uh, the way the calendar falls this year, where you got Christmas Eve on a Friday, Christmas on a Saturday. Then, the next weekend, New Year's Eve on a Friday, New Year's Eve on a Saturday, or New Year's Day on a Saturday. It's just there's something clean about it that uh, is satisfying to uh, brains of my type. And uh, if you are listening to this episode on the day that it's released, I want to invite you to my church. Uh, My church is called Bridge Church. We are a portable church, which means we are a punk rock church that sets up and tears down every week. An hour after church is over, you never would have known we're there. And uh, we meet at the Oconomowoc Community Center on Wisconsin Avenue right next to City Beach. Uh, I'll be bringing a message uh but i encourage you to come out if you um don't have a church to attend on christmas i understand many people will only go to church on christmas or easter um and uh if that is you i encourage you to come out and hang out with me uh 4 30 p.m at the oconomowoc community center come in the coffee will be hot and i look forward to seeing you and if you can't make it here's the message in a nutshell Surrendering our lives to God, submitting to the authority of God as a higher power, um, oftentimes feels like losing control when that could not be further from the truth. Submitting to God is actually uh, the path to spiritual freedom, and in submission, we gain access to the truest version of ourself that lives beneath the ego. And uh, it breathes love into our life. Doesn't mean that we uh, submit our lives to God and we hurry up and be perfect. It means we hurry up and belong to something greater than ourselves. I'm very excited about the message for Christmas Eve. Uh, And if you're listening to this and you're just like not a church person... Uh, Maybe you don't believe. I want to let you know that the place I call my faith community um, is a place you can belong to even when you don't believe there. You can belong there before you believe there. And I'm really, really proud of that. Um, And if you are a believer, um, I'll save you a seat as well. Today on the podcast is a guy named Garrett Parrish, who is a very, very interesting person, uh, a very, very naturally nice person. And uh, I was thrilled to have him over to the Wolfpack Home Studios to record an episode. Uh, so please enjoy this episode of the Wolfpack Podcast with Garrett Parrish. Welcome to the Wolfpack Podcast, and welcome to Garrett Parrish. How are you doing, Garrett? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. I uh, Now, my, my mic's being kind of funny now, but can you hear me? 
I can hear you. Can you hear you? I can hear myself. That's what matters. But okay. you don't really need to hear me as much as you need to hear you. <laughs> okay, so I uh I okay, so I know you from Open Guard Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I've had several guests from that gym. And I remember before I ever took the step to join the gym, I did follow the gym online. And the owner, Dan LaPaz, posted a picture of uh, a mustachioed man with curly hair holding a laptop. And he was like, Garrett's here for curriculum review or something like that. And I was like, that image like burned in my head and that was an image of you. So you are ki- were kind of like a poster boy for Open Guard before I ever went in there. How long have you been training jiu-jitsu? So I started training jiu-jitsu in uh, February of 2016. So... Five and a half years or better. And you're fair, you're inside of a year of being a purple belt, correct? Correct. Tested earlier this year in 2021. And then you dove right into teaching people how to become purple belts. That's correct. That's incredible, man. You are one of the most mysterious and interesting people I've come across over the last year or so. Do you get that a lot? Um, occasionally. Um, sometimes it's some of the hobbies I'm in with the jiu-jitsu and do uh, competitive fishing, bass fishing, and uh, <laughs> just uh, kind of in a lot of different things. So, Oh, shoot. Sorry. So, um, compet- see, they just got more mysterious. What Are you a mystery to you or not? Um, no, usually I just, you know, it's all about the experience, getting out and doing different things, meeting different people, and taking different opportunities. So I always like to try... A lot of different things, especially outdoor type of things or yeah. um, being outside. Okay. Okay. So how old are you? So I just turned 36 this year. Just so. turned 36. What do you do for a living? Um, so I work in IT as an IT manager. Um, been working in IT for about 17, 18 years now. If you were able to go back in time and talk to 16-year-old Garrett and describe what he would be doing in 20 years, what would he say? Um, That's a good question. I think I would probably be in IT. Um, I guess I wouldn't really, I trained martial arts in high school, so I guess that's not something out of the norm for me to do. And I did do quite a bit of fishing. (laughs) So (laughs) So it kind of lines up. (laughs) Doing the same things. Uh, um, So, you know, helping helping on the farm back home, southwest Wisconsin there. Hold on. You grew up on a farm? Um, so I did grow up on a farm. Um, we didn't farm the land. Um, my dad worked for the telephone company, so we just helped the neighbor do the farming. That's incredible. What city? Um, so it's just outside of Hazel Green, Wisconsin. It's two and a half miles west of Hazel Green. And, uh, what, it, what else is that near? I've never even heard um, of So where my parents' farm is, it's two and a half miles to Illinois. It's eight miles to Iowa. So it's at the southwest corner oh, of the state. Oh, way over there. See, I grew up in Janesville, South Central, near Madison. Okay. So, But I, that's actually a corner of the state I don't really spend time in over south, that, down that way. I'm always heading up towards like Eau Claire or maybe La Crosse or in then obviously Milwaukee area. But that's a corner I never really go to. So what brought you to this area? Um, so I was working in Dubuque, Iowa um, in IT, and then I took a job down in Austin, Texas. So I worked in Austin, Texas for a year down there. Um, and then from there, I took a job in Kansas City uh, for Cerner 
um, for two years. Jeez, man, you've been all over the place. Yep. And what'd you my, think of Austin? Austin was really nice. Uh, You're a musician. Liked a lot of a lot of music. Um, I always tell people that I used to uh, play music down in Austin. Yeah. Um, I always leave the part about playing in my apartment <laughs> out, so people think I played on Sixth Street and I'm some kind of uh, yeah. uh, hardcore uh, musician or really good, but. That's yeah. not the case. Yeah, I want to go to Austin. I, I want to go to Nashville, these music towns, and like hear really great live music. But the thing is, is like, I got kids, dude. And sitting there listening to live music, you know, while my son's like, Legos are cooler than this. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not going to be that fun. Yeah. Have you, so what do you listen to? Um, so music wise, I listen to pretty much everything country. I like old school country. I like rock. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of the 80s rock. Are you um, a John Prine fan? Yeah, John Prine. He's he's got some good tunes. I'm I had became obsessed with John Prine uh, last year. Hmm. I had never dove in. Similar to Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. um, I had never given the given my attention to Johnny Cash until he died. And I was a kid when he died. Mm-hmm. But I remember being a kid. Okay, this guy Johnny Cash. Everyone knows his name. Uh, he died, and I was like, well, I should check that out. So I dashed it out, and I was like, oh, I should have been listening to this years ago. Same with John Prine. I am obsessed with John Prine. Um, sorry, continue. So I just heard you say old school country. Yeah, and I like a lot, a lot of Steve Earle. Um, and then pretty much I listen to any kind of music. Uh, I think the music more so, it's not the genre. It's usually the musician, why it's not good. So I like to listen to all different kinds of music, and like to listen to songs, to think of songs, to learn on guitar. Okay. Okay, let's do a speed round. Um, what? Uh, you have to listen to one band for the rest of your life while doing jiu-jitsu. What is it? Ooh, I'd probably say I'd probably maybe go with like a Pearl Jam. Oh, really? Like an 80s hair band just because that's the – I always think of with the gym. I always in my head think of Round and Round. That's the one that Dan has on a lot, so I always think of – the hair bands from the 80s or something that's we've had some pearl jam or a little faster or a little yeah. more pump you up type yeah. of type of tune so okay uh you got to listen to one type of music for the rest of your life while doing it what do you listen to um i'd probably go with uh more old time country something a little slower really? so then that way i can kind of concentrate and um not working too fast and rambunctious i guess okay so. one type of music while fishing for the rest of your life go Ooh, I like, and that depends on the style of fishing I'm doing. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm fishing fast, I like the faster music. It might be like, uh, you know, like a Pearl Jam. It might be like maybe an old school rap tune. It might be, uh, if I'm trying to fish slow, kind of finesse fishing, I'm listening to slower music, so I'm not reeling as fast. So, Listen, dude, last, uh, last summer, I was really getting into fishing, and it was during the pandemic, and I was like, I'm really... I need like I needed a different type of hobby and it was so frustrating to me because I sucked so bad at it. And then I went and tried out the jujitsu gym and once I went there, I like almost literally threw away my fishing poles. I said, I can't do it anymore. I just I was too frustrated. I found a hobby that suits me better. And now you're a person that can do both, obviously. But I just we got so frustrated with fishing. I you just said when I'm fishing fast, that doesn't exist for me. It's all slow. And I suck at it. <laughs> I'm bad, dude. I, though I did spend my 21st birthday in rehab of all places, and I got randomly selected to go on a fishing pr- trip. Like somebody like donated scholarships to like five guys in this rehab facility, 
And uh, I got selected my 21st birthday. I'm in the middle of a lake in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. The last place I thought I'd be when I turned 21. Casting out lines. And it, it was like I would cast and catch, throw back, cast and catch. I mean, it was like fish after fish. It was like a gift, man, on my 21st birthday for and then I'm making a good choice finally. Mm-hmm. So did you grow up fishing with your with your folks? Um, So my grandpa was more into fishing. Uh, my dad and mom aren't too big into fishing so I just there was a um, small creek down the road so I'd work on the farm and then go down there and fish during the day Um, and then some of my friends were into fishing so that's kind of how I got into it Um, so yeah I've been fishing for many years and uh, mostly up north with my grandpa up by uh, Tomo, Wisconsin there oh yeah so this is why I call you one of the most mysterious people at the gym is because all this doesn't like add up you're like multiple people in one it so like the fishing in the farm doesn't quite fit the vocation like the computer thing and then you throw martial arts into it like i have i have rolled with you or for lack of a better term for the non-jujitsu people listening which is the most of my listeners um have fought with you you are really strong and really skilled like a like when someone fights with you it's apparent that you are very good at fighting or rolling or jujitsu and all of it doesn't quite it's like multiple different people in one and what i appreciate about that is that you aren't adhering to some like specified identity like i'm not the type of person that does that because i'm the type of person who works on a farm does that make sense Mm -hmm. and i actually think people really do that they uh they assume unnecessary identities according to what they think they should do and you're going yeah farm but also computers and also jujitsu and also fishing it's Mm -hmm. it's very interesting to me yeah and i think uh, a lot of it is uh you know, I think it, like I said, it's trying different things. And I initially started going to the gym because I had some previous martial arts experience. Yeah. And then I was, uh, I was running for a while and I don't particularly like running. Yeah. Um, I'll do biking, um, or play basketball or pretty, I like to stay pretty active. And I had a previous experience with martial arts and thought, Oh, I'll just call this gym. And, uh, I talked to, uh, Dan answered at the time and said, just come try it up, try it out. So, I went to the first class and after the first class I said, Oh, I'm just going to sign up for six months. And Dan goes, are you sure you don't want to try the trial longer? And I'm like, no, I'll just, uh, I'll just, (laughs) I'll just do six months. And after six months, if I don't like it, I just will stop coming. Yeah. So I just, uh, and then, you know, obviously all the people I met through the gym and just, uh, it's really been, uh, really interesting. And it's really been amazing to see the gym go from, you know, like, uh, a you know, 10 to 15 students when the progression of the skill set we have there has been pretty amazing. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I remember I sat down, I did my six, I did similar, six, I tried try for a week and then I was like six months and uh, I, I asked Dan, I think I said this on the podcast before, I said, so I don't think I'm going to be able to afford this past six months, but what's a good goal for six months? Can I get my blue belt? And he just like looked at me and then changed the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true because I'm still a long way off from that, and uh, it's been over a year. So I mean, I know now that that was a silly question, but <laughs> it's yeah. like I need something to shoot for, and I was like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, kind of naive at the moment. Yeah, and I think that's always the big thing, whether you're doing jujitsu, fishing, or um, at work. I think I always kind of tie it up to trying to win the day, and it mm-hmm. might maybe be a small goal you have that day, um, 
but it might be, you know, fixing a system. It might be learning a new technique, maybe doing something I haven't done fishing before. And I always try to every day kind of make small improvements because over a year you're going to really improve a lot. You know, if you start to make, uh, try to make big improvements real fast, usually at the end of the year you end up with nothing. Sure. Yeah, that's really wise. Now, before we get into resources, I'm going to ask you about this shirt you're wearing. Has anybody ever asked you about that shirt? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, okay, so for the it's not a video podcast, so you're wearing but like a sort of a plaid, like a checkered button-up dress shirt. Okay, and this is the shirt um, that you wear often to the gym, and it adds to your mystery because most people like have the hoodie that they throw on. It's like a throwaway hoodie, and they wear it to the gym or whatever just to stay warm between the car and whatever you throw on the, a dress shirt it's very strange to me and i want to know what's going on with this shirt <laughs> yeah so this this dress shirt was actually one i used to wear to work a lot and then it it started to get some stains in it so i'd wear it to working out well one night at kickboxing uh troy was teaching at the time he's like well if you're gonna wear that shirt because i was trying to cut some weight so this shirt you know is heavy um, so he's like, if you're going to wear that shirt, you're going to have to wear a tie. So then the next week in kickboxing, I started wearing a tie the next few weeks I started to come, which, um, it's, it's a little harder to kickbox with a shirt with a tie. It's moving all around and yeah. it's, it's a lot different. It's working. like trying to golf with a tie. Yeah. It just gets in the way. It's a lot different, uh, working out with a tie. So <laughs> you should try it sometime. It's, it's yeah. a different, different feel. So <laughs> So now it's just become like your uniform. Yep, just been the trademark, I guess. Man. And the same thing with the headband. Uh, actually, uh, I seen Josh Posey wearing a headband, and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea because in kickboxing, the sweat would go down into my eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, at home, I just happened to have a blue sweatband. Yeah. So I was a blue belt at the time. So I just put that on, and I started going to the gym. And probably a month later, I didn't bring it one night, and someone's like, "Hey, you don't have your sweatband." Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, I better br start bringing that, start wearing it again," because somebody <laughs> called me out on it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, like, yeah, I I wrote a narrative. We always do that. We like assign meaning to things. But I run it. I was like, I see him working from the gym sometime. Like, you'll have your computer there in case you get an email or whatever. And I was like, I bet you he wears that collared shirt to the gym in case his boss calls him on Zoom, <laughs> and then he'll look like he's dressed for work. Yeah, I guess I never thought about that, but that would work. I do usually <laughs> have, I do have a Zoom shirt at home, but I don't have one in my car, so like, if I did ever get an impromptu Zoom, I could just uh, fire it up and button this up, and I'd be good to go. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into resources. The Wolfpack Podcast is all about curation. The idea of the show is you can have an influence on the people around you by just recommending things to them instead of just creating something for them. Uh, the tagline for the show is if you have something smart to say, somebody probably already said it better. And so what have you consumed that you would recommend everyone consume? Um, I would probably say, you know, usually if it would... Be Maybe with the books, some of the books I've read was real estate, and I just read the uh, Never Split the Difference, which is like the uh, book about an FBI negotiator. Um, and then the other book I really liked, I, I read, uh, it was a pro bass fisherman. It was called Fishing, Fishing on the Edge okay. by Michael Iaconelli. And there's one thing I always take away from that book, and he tells a story about his friend who, was a, who was, could compete at the pro level bass fishing, 
and he skipped steps so he didn't go from the club didn't go to like the semi pros into the pros he went tried to go right to the pros and he got overwhelmed and only fished like a year or two and then now he doesn't even fish anymore. So, so it's like a biography? So it's like a biography and he kind of tells a story he tells a story about his fishing career. Um and I th- always think of that story with you know, you always want to dream big but take small steps mm-hmm. and keep taking small steps and keep 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 gaining because if you try to shoot for the moon too quick, you can get overwhelmed and your skill set might not be at that level yet. Okay. So what's the name of that book? It's called Fishing on the Edge. Okay. Um, Mike and I can LA story. I don't read a whole lot of books. Yeah. Um, I do listen to some YouTube with the uh, Bigger Pockets with real estate. I've heard about that. That's been on. People have recommended that on my show a lot. Bigger Pockets. Yeah, and they have real estate people on there. They also have people on there talking about social media. Might be the uh, working long hours. Um, so it's mostly focused on real estate, but it's also um, also has a little bit with the non-real estate stuff and also they'll have people with like mac macroeconomics on there and some very intelligent people like that so i like to uh get into more of the macroeconomics and um do the real estate with uh owning the duplex okay so that's what you 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 rent out a duplex yeah so i live in a duplex and then i rent the other side out and then um my brother-in-law and i jared we we own four duplexes in Lake Country area here. I so. just want to be clear. Is your brother-in-law, does he go to the gym? Uh, no, he doesn't. Okay. I know of one Jared at the gym. I was like, that's your brother-in-law? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what else? What else would you recommend? Um, so I'd probably there, and then I, I think with the resources, there's a lot of good stuff on the internet. There's a lot of good <laughs> stuff in books, you know, whether it be you go to the library. But, you know, I think the biggest resource that I use a lot is just human interaction. Nice. It might just be at like a subway or might be at the library or might be at an event and just running into people and, you know, making small talk and, um, you never know where that leads. Um, and I know I always think of the one time my buddy and I were out having a few beers in Dubuque, Iowa mm-hmm. and ugly sweater day was coming up. So we were going to get a picture of my boss and put it on a sweatshirt cause we couldn't get it on a sweater. And we ran into this one lady who got talking to her and her friend owned a screen printing business. Nice. So she gave us her card. We called her and she made the picture. We put it on, put it on the sweatshirt for ugly sweater day. (laughs) So it's like, I always think of stories like that where somebody knows somebody else, or I think, you know, you can do a lot of stuff online, but it's hard to beat that human interaction. A hundred percent. I, I, uh, I think I heard it in a, some talk somewhere or whatever but i've kind of taken it on as a personal philosophy going to every conversation prepared to be amazed by that person um which just that's the first thing i thought of when you when you said one of my resources human interaction because really i mean and one of the reasons i asked you on the show is for that same reason i go man i think there's something pretty pretty special about garrett i think there's something like i said mysterious and interesting and i love that man just going every that really is one of our greatest resources. Mark Hill was on the on the podcast, okay. and one of his resources was friends. Yep. It's just one of the best things that I can recommend. Just go out and have some friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the other thing is when I bought my duplex, I owned a duplex in Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah. And when I bought my, bought my first duplex, I was telling one of my coworkers, who was a good friend at the time, his name was Doug, I said, yeah, I bought a duplex. I don't know a lot about rentals or anything. And he goes, oh, let me talk to my cousin. I think her husband does rentals so he talked to her his cousin's husband 
which his name was Rick. And uh, he owned like four or five properties in Dubuque at that time. Yeah. So Rick told Doug, he's like, well, have him give me a call sometime. So I called Rick probably a week later and I talked to him for probably about an hour, hour and a half. And he told me all about, uh, he'd been doing real estate 18 years. He told me this works, this doesn't work. Here's how I kind of do things. Um, And it was just a wealth of knowledge. And probably a lot of the real estate stuff I do, probably 70 to 80% of it I learn just with that conversation, you know, hour yeah, and a half. So people. just that resource to have because, you know, on the Internet you can write comments and stuff, but having a phone to pick up and talk to somebody and ask, kind of go through this set of questions or your exact scenario is very beneficial. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah, good thought. So let's close with this. Tell me... um what is a time you got in r- really big trouble before the age of 14? Um, for the most part, I was didn't really get in a whole lot of trouble. Um, yeah. was always it doesn't have to be an exciting story. It has to be a true story because the true story says something about you. So like if if a person were to answer this question and say, "Oh, yeah, I mean, I burn I set my house on fire." You'd be like, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." But if another person was just like, "The biggest trouble I got in was for uh, you know, alpha alphabetizing my dad's books." You'd be like, "Oh, well, that also makes sense." So it doesn't have to be a crazy story. It just has to be a true story. Um, so I think uh one one story that always kind of pops in my head um <laughs> is so when we lived in Warren, Illinois, cuz I'm originally from Northwest Illinois before we moved out to the farm. Oh, I'm sorry. Um somebody uh one of my neighbors, uh, I was good friends with him and we were, they had like a little bike trail down there with some woods. And so I'd go down there and play with him. Well, the one day he was, uh, he was lighting some of the brush on fire and then he would stomp it out. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea, you know? So he lights the brush and all of a sudden, you know, the first one he was able to stomp out and all of a sudden I see it just starting to spread and it's probably, I don't know, about eight feet by four feet high. And he's trying to stomp it out. And I'm like, oh, this <laughs> this is bad news. So I run up to his house and I call the, the fire department. The, the fire department comes down, which my dad was on the volunteer fire department at the time. So they come down, they put the fire out. And I didn't necessarily get in trouble. My dad, I kind of told my dad what had happened. And yeah. he's like, you know, you just got to, you know, make sure that, uh, you're, you know, you're not getting involved in that type of stuff because <laughs> sometimes you can be with somebody and they can be doing something like this and it can end up very catastrophic. So yeah. um, that's the story that always kind of kind of <laughs> sticks in my head or whatever. But it was just crazy. Just 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 took off. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how he's going to stomp this out. I'm like, we got to call the fire department. Yeah. So have you ever, have you ever been arrested? Never been arrested. Um, Actually, never really never had a ticket. Never got a ticket. I think I've been pulled over twice by by the cops but always kind of stayed out of trouble or always made sure i took somebody that was slower with me someplace so i could outrun them <laughs> so then that way if we we're doing something we shouldn't they could, they'd get caught not me so yeah. and usually it's one of those things that's you know i think as you know taking martial arts you learn always to kind of protect yourself and i think in certain scenarios you could kind of tell like maybe at a party like i think this is going to get out of control so yeah. i'm just going to remove myself from the situation so then that way I don't get in trouble for this or guilty by association. Yeah. Man, awesome. Well, I also but I also want to say to add to the the mystery, your last name Parish yep. as in like another word for die is uh you kind of have a built-in 
scary name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a, like, uh, like Garrett, all shall perish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of scary. I guess I never, no one's ever uh, really said that before. So that's, that's <laughs> interesting. No one's ever kind of brought that up. But a lot of people, I'll say my last name's Parrish, and they'll think, oh, are you, you know, are you a pastor somewhere oh, or yeah. something? And I'm like, are, you belong to a certain parish? And I'm like, no, sure. that's just... That's just my last name. Yeah. So. That's so funny. I, that's kind of a weird train of thought to me. I get it. It's like another name for church, or that's what the Catholics call their churches or whatever, but that's kind of funny because my last name is Wolf, and no one's just like, oh, are you are you human? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I am. <laughs> Garrett, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure and uh, learned a lot today. So. Oh, thanks, man. Same here.